Hello, and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we are in Episode 2 of Maxwell Field Letters. These are the letters that Stanley wrote during his months of pre-flight training in the Army Air Corps. We begin with a letter that Stanley wrote on Thursday, February 11th of 1943, as his training continues to speed along. Dearest ones, received your letters yesterday and today. I'm sorry I had you worried, but now you know the reason for the delay. My day is always so crowded, it's hard to find any time at all that you can really call your own. Underclassmen are supposed to be busy at all times with no time off. In case I do have a free period, it's because something has gone wrong with the schedule. It has to be a mistake in order for me to have time to write a letter. As I've written you before, I won't have open post until I become an upperclassman. If there was any possible way of seeing you, I'd grab it up, but I'm afraid you'll have to wait two more weeks. Then I'll be in Birmingham. Boy, will that be good. I got a card from Aunt Lena today. She too wants to come down. Perhaps she will be in Birmingham when I am. If you saw me now, you wouldn't recognize me. I forgot to mention in my previous letters that I had a GI haircut. All of my sideburns were cut off, and the hair on top was cut to one quarter inch. It's kind of hard to describe what it looks like. All underclassmen had to have it done, and I'm just hoping it will have grown out by the time I get off. Classes are progressing at a rapid rate. Tomorrow I have a final exam in military customs and courtesies. It was only a three-hour course, and not too bad. Must close now, as it's almost time for parade and retreat. Yes, you can send cookies and candy. Nothing else is permissible. Please write soon. I feel fine, and do hope that you feel the same. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley continues to work hard as he writes on Friday, February 12th of 1943. Dearest ones, as usual, it was wonderful hearing from you today. Your letters boost my morale up and over the breaking point. Not that morale is low, for it's definitely anything but that. I've reached the point where I get the utmost joy out of all I do. Even the upper-class hazing has come to a laughing matter. I've managed not to make any enemies, but rather have become good friends with all, especially with the cadet lieutenant of my platoon. He's an exceptionally swell Jewish fellow from New York named Levin. He being an upper-classman, I haven't had the opportunity to talk with him, but he kids around with me in ranks. I hope I become as well-liked around here as he is. Everyone likes him, for he has such a swell personality. Well, today was my unlucky day. I have been gigged twice. 
one for not having the floor in my room clean, and the other for having been late to a formation. At this point, I don't know if they will add up to a punishment tour or not. It all depends on how many demerits I'm awarded. It works on the demerit system. So many demerits a gig and five demerits equals a tour. I should know the results by tomorrow. However, if I do receive a tour, I might be able to walk it off during my recreational hours. I surely hope so, as it would break me to miss seeing you again. I think it would be foolish for you to drive down. The trip would be too tiresome, and besides, the connections are good. I found out that there is a bus leaving here at 3.30 p.m. Now, if my classes are in the morning that week and the lieutenant is in a good mood, then I'll be able to catch the bus. But if it's not that way, I'll have to catch the train. Anyhow, arriving in Birmingham at 9 o'clock isn't bad at all. There wouldn't be but a few hours wasted. It all hinges on these things, gigs, classes, and obtaining permission from the lieutenant to go to Birmingham. Keep your fingers crossed during the next two weeks. The weather was cold here for a few days, but it has warmed up again. I really wouldn't have any use for the sweater. The president is speaking over the barracks loudspeaker now, and I can just picture you sitting in the living room listening. I surely wish I was there with you. Frankly, I'm terribly homesick, but trying my best to fight it off. Believe me, it's a difficult job. It seems like I've been away for a year instead of a month. Things are running smoothly, and I feel swell. Yesterday, I received the balance of my pay for the month, $25. When I see you, I shall give it to you for bonds. Tomorrow, I take two more shots. I'll be glad to get them over with, only those tomorrow won't be the last. No more news for now. Please write soon and keep healthy. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley is almost three weeks into his pre-flight work at Maxwell Field when he writes on Wednesday, February 17, 1943. Dearest ones, how could I ever thank you enough? The footlocker arrived today. It's exactly what I had wished for. Honestly, you're the sweetest ones for attending to this and sending it to me so quickly. At first, I hesitated in asking you to get one, as I know it would be difficult to describe it to you. Then, when it became unbearable to continue living as I was, I decided to ask. I do hope it wasn't too expensive. It probably wouldn't do any good but I'd like very much to reimburse you for whatever it cost. This can wait, though, until I see you. However, I want you to know that my heart is bursting with pride to be able to carry your name in the service of our country. Believe me, to have such wonderful parents makes the harder going twice as easy. My appreciation for all your kindness will be in the dividends I receive during my training as an officer and gentleman. 
for all that I strive will be for you and I. Today was the roughest I've had so far. I had two full drill periods and another cross-country run of eight miles besides my classes. Frankly, I'm completely exhausted. I never remember being so tired. That eight-mile run was such real torture. I thought my legs would drop off and my chest would cave in. I'd give a hundred dollars to be able to sleep in till noon in the morning. I know getting up will be a real struggle. The Army surely believes in physical fitness. A few more days like today, and I'll need a six-month vacation. I haven't had a chance to weigh myself, but I know I have lost weight in the waist. All the weight I gain from now will be as muscle. I should be Superman by the time I get out. Last night, I put in a letter of application for a cadet officer during my upper-class period. I don't think I have much chance to be appointed as my length of service in the Army isn't long enough. I'd say three-quarters of the fellows in my squadron come from some other part of the Army. They transferred, and some have as many as three years of experience. That's why I say I don't think I have much of a chance. A great deal depends on my experience. Nonetheless, I handed in a letter, as I can't lose anything by it. No more news for now. Thanks again for the locker. You'll never know how much I appreciate it. Please write soon and take care of yourselves. Love to Ida. I love and miss you, Stan. This is the end of Maxwell Field Letters, Part 2. And you are listening to The Silver King's War.